Happy Friday. Welcome to Big Talk and Brewskies. I'm Marissa Smith. We got Rodney Daniels with us. What's up, folks? Happy Friday. It's Big Talk and Brewskies time. We've got Kevin Smith Kirkwood with us. How you doing, people? How you doing, Kevin? I'm good. How are you? Good to see you. Good to see you, too. So how was your week, Kevin? The week's been good so far. Been working. I'm I'm currently um, in the Broadway show Kinky Boots. Oh, congratulations! <laughs> Thank you very much. So we're we just finished a. Cr- <laughs> I'll take that applause. <laughs> we just finished a crazy holiday schedule. Yeah, but tickets are are selling really well. So uh, we're having a good time. No, that's with awesome. Audiences. Yeah. That's awesome. awesome. So Ronnie, how was your week? Uh, my week was good. Just you know, working the nine to five. You know, the normal. And then I got a show tonight at Broadway Comedy Club. So. Nice. Doing that, you know. Nice. So, uh, Kevin, how long have you been with Kinky Boots? Oh, um, we just celebrated um, backstage. We had a cake on Monday. We celebrated five years since the workshop of Kinky Boots. Wow. wow. And then we did Chicago um, pre-Broadway tryout that same year. And then in April, we'll celebrate four years on Broadway. Wow. So, Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, amazing. That is amazing. That is it's, amazing. It's a blessing, and I'll take it. Yeah. I, I mean, I've wanted to see it, but like I haven't seen it yet, but I did see the movie. Like what what do you think is like the like or would you say is like the biggest difference between like the the Broadway show and the film? Well, um, I mean, basically that they're singing and dancing. I, okay. I loved the movie. I thought it was adorable. I thought yeah. it was charming and sweet. Um, but it's the kind of story that kind of begs for singing and dancing. I mm-hmm. mean, you're t- right. you know, in glamorous costumes. And uh, so I think that's the biggest difference is that we, you know, we energize it a little bit with the singing and dancing music by Cindy Lauper. Right. Uh, right. So you can't get better than that. No. Um, and uh, Harvey Firestein wrote the, the book. For the Broadway show. Right. But I think, yeah, I think that's the biggest difference. I think it's just a, a lot more fun and joyful than the movie. Yeah. Okay. Who was your favorite lead to work with so far? Oh, well, you know, 
obviously, you know, Billy Porter originated the role. Right. right. And I've been a big fan of Billy Porter. He was one of my idols even in, in college. I used to try to imitate his voice. Um, so, you, you know, you, you can't compare to the original. It's, right. It's hard to do. Right. But let me tell you, Todrick Hall, ladies and gentlemen, yes. is currently killing it as okay. Lola on Broadway. You can only see him through March 5th. Okay. And he's just... He's just got so much natural star quality and presence and energy. He's fun on stage and off stage and very gracious and generous. He bought the whole cast one piece um, onesies because we oh. liked his onesie that yeah. he was wearing. Oh, no, wow. that's really nice. And he's uh, just a gentleman and um, a, a, good, a great guy. So no, I, I mean, awesome. I, I'm having a great time with Tajik. Only through March 5th. Come see him. Okay. okay. So now is the time we, we need yeah, to go. We, we need right. to, yeah, come we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, no, we will figure it out and we will come go. Now, um, especially in the political climate that we have today, like what kind of... Um, what do you feel like the message of the show is that's so important right now? Well, it's about accepting yourself for who you are, loving yourself. And it's about accepting and understanding the differences in other people and realizing um, that you have more in common with people than you do difference, differences. Right. And uh, Lola and Char- Lola's, a, Lola's a black drag queen mm-hmm. who saves this factory, dying factory in London, mm-hmm. um, by teaching them how to make boots for drag queens, basically. Right. <laughs> and um, so it's a totally new niche market that they're trying to explore, and Lola basically helps them design the boots and saves the factory. Right. But in order to do that, Lola and this uh, white guy, Charlie, who uh, whose dad died and the fa- generation fa- factory's been in the gen- family for generations. Right. And they have to come together and they find out that they have similarities um, in their stories and, and have issues with their father, um, which I think Everybody a lot does. of people. Right? <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? yeah. And, and so if your dad's alive, you've got issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Either of your, your parents are like, <laughs> you probably still have yeah. issues. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. It's very true. But I think that's it's important. It's about coming together in spite of our differences and and uh, learning that we're all a human family and accepting each other for who we are and accepting ourselves. And I think that's very, very important in no, the definitely. current political climate. Like, what do you feel is like the most fulfilling thing that because um, you've been with with this. Uh, show since the beginning like so I'm sure that you've grown as a performer and as a person but like in, if you were to kind of like look back on the, the last few years what would you say is the thing that you realized that you gained the most out of being a part of this production hmm well, I've definitely uh, gotten to live a few dreams. Um, we performed on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, that's is, amazing. That yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Um, we got to perform at, on the Tony Awards. Oh, yeah. Uh, at Radio City we, Music Hall, yeah. which, of course, as a theater kid, was always that's, a dream. Yeah, that's yeah. like... Um, you know, it's a, that's big. Right, that's yeah, huge. Yeah, that's huge. And uh, we also, then we won the Tony, and then we won the Grammy, and... Um, but it's seeing... So all of that stuff has been great. Right. But seeing... Um, the culture respond to the message has been beautiful and amazing and makes me realize how important it is what we do and the message that we're putting out there of acceptance and love and coming together. Um, Seeing people react to that and cry in the audience and stand up and applaud at the end um, just reminds me that as an artist, you know, we have important roles 
right in, in our society and in our culture and uh and especially for like the kids that are like you know looking up to you and and you know you're living some child's dream right now I was, yeah because yeah, a, a lot of people kid, yeah. that's like always what i've wanted to do is like you know broadway ah. like everybody like growing up that's always what i wanted to do and so you get to do that like every day do you like pinch yourself absolutely are you <laughs> kidding absolutely and you go to the stage door and you meet um, these kids who, like you said, have this that dream of performing on Broadway. And um, I was one of those kids. When I first moved to New York City to go to Fordham University, um, I saw Rent like 20, 25 mm-hmm. times from the front row because they had cheap seats for students. And I was one of those kids who was at the stage door every, every time saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. I worship you. I look up to you. I, I can't wait to do this. I want to do this. And so to see that reflected in these young kids' eyes always makes me so grateful, especially Especially on those tired two show days that we're not supposed <laughs> to complain about. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're at Crimea Broadway River, right? Yeah. But it's true. But yeah, seeing seeing that reflected in, in people's people's eyes is is awesome. And we've, we've got Jason Cross with us. Yes, I'm here. How you doing, Jason? I'm good. This has been a great week. Yeah, it's, it's been, been great. A better week. He yeah. already knows what I'm going to ask him. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? What, what? <laughs> yeah. How's the week? It's a great week. I already know. Now, this has been an amazing week. Yeah. Well, like, too good to be true. Really? really? Yeah. <laughs> so, now, what, well, I, why is this such an amazing week for you? Well, I was back in Chicago you okay. know, for the last week, and uh, it opened my eyes to a lot of things, and... Uh, I forgot that I had some in Chicago, and then I found it, and I was like, "Oh fuck! I forgot I left this here." Okay. Yeah. Oh. I, I'm and not. And then gonna... there's a big fight Saturday. It's nothing illegal. I just don't want to say it. It might, you know, put too many eyes on me. Okay. Uh-oh. Okay. Okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Uh, My pry. getaway stash. I was like, "Fuck! I left all this here." Because <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I left it like <laughs> six, seven years ago, and I was going through my old baseball cards and all this shit. That I looked. I was like, "What the fuck?" What the fuck? What the fuck? Tell you now. Ooh. So, uh, Kevin, now you have your own off-Broadway show, right? I do. And it's it's a a soul show. It's a tribute show uh, to Whitney Houston. Okay. Called Kevin Smith Kirkwood is Classic Whitney Alive. Okay. That's right. (laughs) That's right. And uh, what we do is we take, I'm a huge, I'm one of the biggest Whitney Houston fans you'll Mm. ever meet. I grew up in the 80s in the height of her fame. I'm from the hood. Um, So, you know, people like her and Michael Jackson broke so many barriers. Mm. Yes, absolutely. Um, And I was singing in church and a big belter, so I emulated her voice a lot. Um, Well, you know what you got to do now, right? You don't put yourself on the hot seat. Uh, You got to give us a Whitney belt. Oh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> come on, you can't be saying all this shit, right? Oh, come on, you are putting me on the hot seat. You're I was warmed up more. You better break out some bodyguard or something about like that. <laughs> or do you we can... got something in common? Do it with Bobby no. Brown or something? Oh, that's a good <laughs> one. Something in common. <laughs> that's a, <laughs> that was common. I know. <laughs> that's an obscure <laughs> reference. That's not just uh, all no, right. You got a real reference for real. You know what? Go on YouTube. You can find. No, you got to crack can... that glass. <laughs> <laughs> we got napkins. <laughs> you, you're gonna have to just trust me on this. Right? <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, uh, I created this show as a tribute to Whitney. It's basically I wanted to do one of her concerts front to back. Okay. Um, okay. And as her, 
dressed okay. as Whitney Houston. That's that's me as Whitney. Oh shit, you got the you look yeah, yeah. really good. Yeah, I, know, I was looking at pictures online and I was like, wow. Was it yeah. hard really to find a white dress? Because I the white dress was it hard to? Because I know they get like shit tailor made and it's like one of a kind. And I yeah. have a dress you know I mean? shop in Astoria, Queens, and I'm not going to give away my secret, the name, right? But that's where I got that dress and several of my dresses. And then I shop around um, at other places. I'm lucky because I'm a skinny dude, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I can buy off the rack. And then I've had a few pieces made for me too, yeah, um, including some bodysuits and uh, a long floor length white fur coat, which you know, oh. Whitney loved first. Yeah, yes. she did. Yes. She was known yeah. for that. Um, so we rock that, and we take arrangements live arrangements because you know she would take one of her songs and just make it different every time she said yeah. it live mm-hmm. yeah. so we take specific live arrangements that are my favorite and do them arrangement for arrangement riff for riff beat for beat um, as wow. a tribute to her and we string them together and I put I wrote a script based on some of her interviews and some of her banter from these live concerts oh, okay. oh, wow. and then my we man. have backup singers who play her mother Sissy Houston Oh yes. uh, her brother Gary Houston um Bet Sussman, who is her white longtime piano playing diva friend, mm-hmm. and um, uh, also Bobby Brown makes it. Is there a Dion Warwick in it? That's her. That's her aunt. Yeah, that's her aunt. No Dion? No Dion yet. Okay. They actually, I was about to say they never performed a duet together, but that's not true because they performed on the Grammy Awards. Oh, yeah. I was going right. to say, yeah. That's what yeah. Luther Vandross uh-huh. and Stevie Wonder, right? Yes. Um, but no Dion yet, but that's an idea. And we keep changing the show and adding um, different medleys. We just added the, uh, I don't know if you know the time when she performed um, I Love You Porgy into And I'm Telling You I'm Not Going From Dream Girls into I Have Nothing. It's like this epic Oh, t- that wow. That just sounds yeah. intense. It's yeah. very That's intense. a tearjerker right there. Right. Yeah. That's like an emotional. That's a big one. That's a big one. Yeah, that's Look emotional. that up. Go to YouTube. Look that up. It's yeah, amazing. that is definitely emotional. Um, yeah, so we're just preparing for our next New York City dates. New York City dates are going to be announced very soon. Um, so check me out on social media. And, What's your uh, social media handles? Kevin Smith Kirkwood on Facebook, Kevin Smith Kirkwood on Instagram, and K Smith Kirkwood on Twitter. And also check out my website, kevinsmithkirkwood.com. No. Spell Kirkwood just in case. K I R K W O O D. Kevin Smith Kirkwood. And there's only one. <laughs> only one. The one and only. And there's only and we one. We got him. We got him right here. Big talking brewskis. There's no imitations. Um, so now, how long have you been running this show? Uh, actually, it's only been a little over a year. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. And, and where where has it been? Uh, where have you been performing it at? Mainly at Joe's Pub at the Public Theater. Okay. Downtown on Lafayette Street. We've also played the Cutting Room mm-hmm. um, on Thirty Second Street. Um, and I also played. A, we had a small stint on America's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, congrats! Oh. We, you know, it was all right. And uh, we also played um, a celebrity cruise. Mediterranean oh, nice. cruise last nice. year. So I got to perform it sort of all over the world. So now, where did the cruise go? Um, we went to Monaco. We went to Barcelona. It went to Athens. It went to Mykonos. It went to um, oh, Florence, Sicily. Yeah, I'm living a dream. He get to do his art and travel at the same time. Exactly. After the show, I'm going to be chilling in Monaco. Like that's living the life. Kevin Smith Kirkwood. I'm trying, dude. I'm trying. <laughs> but yeah, since the response has been great in the first year. I mean, it, it's sort of, 
has taken on a life of its own a little bit, which to my amazement and surprise. Um, and we, we had a great piece from the Huffington Post oh, that's um, awesome, about yeah. the show. Check that out online. Um, and also a few really amazing reviews that just gave me some great compliments. No, and, um, congratulations. Also, yes. I have to say, I got to perform through a, a, a um, chain of events surrounding the show. I got to perform at a Halloween party at Whitney's New Jersey mansion. Oh, no. yeah, I heard about the, the this. No. I'm not, yeah, I heard about this. not even joking. Blew my mind. This was this past October. The current owners, through a friend named Pam Mincy, who I love. That's um, how I know you. That is. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Connections. Exactly. So she is friends with the, the current owners of the house. They came to see my show. They loved the show. They came back and said, we have to have we have a Halloween party at Whitney's house every year. Um, we're very protective about who we let into the house and invite, but you right. have to come and we want you to perform as Whitney. That's so awesome. psh, mind blown yeah. performing as Whitney in, in Whitney's, Whitney's house, house. getting dressed like in her chills. bedroom in her bathroom. <laughs> It was oh there was God. all kinds of did chills. Did you feel a certain kind of energy when you got there? Could you oh, like feel her spirit? Absolutely. Are you kidding? We went downstairs into uh, her uh, vocal booth where she recorded. Oh, oh, she had the studio in her house. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, she's not playing. Um, <laughs> and I went into the studio and they cleared the equipment out, but the studio's still there. And I went into the vocal booth and closed the door, and then I just started singing. And I will always love you. You know, so yeah. I told you I'm not warm. Um, but uh, uh, um, so I started singing that song and I'm belting through that song. And then I come I started tearing up and I come out of the room and there was constant, you know, party music playing over the, the loudspeaker. And my friends are like, how did you feel? Do you feel her? I was like, she's here, you guys. She's here. Oh and, and we also and then the next song that came over was if I we all just froze, got tears, and started crying. It was oh it God. was an amazing experience. And then I also met Donna Houston, her sister-in-law, right. manager of Nippy Inc., who uh, is also one of the executives of the estate. And we became friends. She just came to see Kinky Boots and now wants to come see the show. I love her. Um, they've been so nice to me, um, the family. So I'm just just humbled and trying to no, trying to do Whitney proud. For sure. Yeah, no, that's, it's amazing. That's amazing. That's What's the... <laughs> I, I, I'm not even going to step on his blood right. That's applause from Whitney. Yeah. Oh, thank you, thank you, Whit. Thank you, Nippy. Um, what was like the the most surprising thing that you saw in the house? The most surprising thing that I saw in the house, or like something that just kind of made you step back. Well, I mean, I, they had one of her Versace shoes that had fallen behind a big dresser or something that they found, <laughs> which was amazing. They also found some paper documents. And when you see things like that, it really hits you. I mean, th- things that she owned and possessed and touched. Uh, there was an old crumpled cigarette pack that they found. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. So things they just like what that. the house as is. They didn't clean it up before? Well, <laughs> <laughs> God damn, they sold that house in a hurry. They found <laughs> documents and paperwork. <laughs> They found I know, a dough. right? You they would have cleared out a whole. I mean, but a nineteen ninety six ten forty. It's a huge house, though, right? Huge. The estate yeah. is huge. Pool house, um, upstairs, downstairs. It's the property is huge. Tennis courts. Um, but still, to find a pump behind a dresser, somebody didn't do a good cleaning. And it was job. a Versace pump. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Wait. Well, I'm sure <laughs> we like, had Cinderella wait, shit. Wait, <laughs> 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 the pump. 
Right. That's like um, a year's worth of salary. <laughs> like, I would have that, say, I would have that shit on, on eBay. eBay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have that on eBay. One Whitney Houston shoe right here. <laughs> <laughs> Only you only need one left foot. <laughs> you know some pervert to buy it and be drinking champagne out of it and shit. <laughs> <laughs> some foot fetish, motherfucker. It's my prerogative. And <laughs> <laughs> a crumble pack of sick was it a pack of Newports? I think it was you a know, Winston. Black people fuck with really? Newports. Really? And I know she, she smoked Winston. I know she fucked with Newports for sure. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Yes. Newport. Uh, what's the other green shit? Salem. 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 No, Virginia Slims. That's what I'm thinking. Those green, right? Those no. are white. Those are, what's the brown ones? The brown ones. You got me on that. Wait, American the Spirit? cigarette is brown or the package the, is brown? The cigarette is brown. Moors. Moors. Yeah. yeah. No, your Those cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> it's cigarette I've been jeopardy. Since I was 11. What's the one? <laughs> what's the ones with the? What's the no, ones with a little court. hole in a filter? Parliament. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> Here on Cigarette Jeopardy. Right. Bring What's it. the ones with Bring a little it. ball in it that you crush? Those oh, are crushed camels. Ball? When I did that. Yeah. So like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can be like a regular cigarette, or you can. Or you can make a menthol. menthol. Yes. Yeah. You, take, like, you know what? I'm sick of this regular cigarette. It's choose your menthol. own adventure cigarette. Yep. <laughs> what will they think of I'm next? I'm feeling real black today. Menthol. Menthol. I am meeting with my accountant. Regular. <laughs> mainstream flavor. Yes. You yes. said mainstream. Uh, so, uh, Kevin, what do you feel about uh, Kimberell's uh, recent rant? Oh, boy. Oh, Who? yeah, that's a tough one. Yo, Kimberell, you, you ever heard about this? No. So, for people that don't know who Kimberell is, who is she? She's a gospel recording star. Oh, okay. yes, 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 yes. yes Amazing yes. voice, crazy ear. Um, I've always been a fan of Kim Burrell, and she she did a sermon. Um, I don't even know I where the sermon it. was. Right, really. I saw it. Yeah, you yeah. were there. No, I, I saw the sermon. I'm like, damn, you stayed down listen to that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get up and walk out. No, man. that's when you put the finger up. You put the finger up. Dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Or that was, finger it was up. Okay, really like, intense. She was just saying, you know, the gays are just, it's just wrong. If you're like looking at another woman's titties and you're a woman, that's just wrong. You're going to hell. Like, Not just wrong, perverted. perverted. You perverted. perverted. You're she perverted. Said. And she said all the gays are going to die in 2017. That's why I don't did. fuck with religion, man. She did. You know, and Should that's a tough one. I, listen, I, and I, I'm a black dude who was raised in the Baptist church, then yeah. switched to Pentecostal. I was educated high school and college by the Jesuits. I was an atheist for oh, a while shit. in college because I was like you. I was like, you know, fuck religion. Fuck. I can't with this. I'm tired of dealing with the shame. I know who I am. Um, and people who condemn me turn around and do other things that the Bible talks about not doing. Oh, they do the, the same hip- shit. D- yeah. Hypocrisy. They do the, they do the, the same, same thing. Wait, just literally, the same literally the same thing. Literally, literally the same thing. They just don't have the balls to say that they're doing it and live out loud. Exactly. And it's in 27... We've come too far to still rely on that old school, um, Old Testament rhetoric and those few verses that condemn homosexuality and use that to justify our current homophobia and um, negative stances against LGBT community it's it's insane that's not the way to bring people to god or to jesus it's through love it's through acceptance not condemnation um and 
I don't know, Kim, like it's tough for her for me to, you know, deal with the fact that she believes those things, preaches those things and turns around and gets supported by and gets money from um, the gay community. I'll tell you yeah, this. She, she, she ain't going to have no organ player anymore. Well, she had, uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You no, know Daryl you know that played the organ. He's like, fuck this bitch. Daryl. They call him Daryl. Daryl. That's how my family says it. There was a lot of backlash. She was actually scheduled to be on Ellen. Ellen canceled. Yep. Of course, Ellen's going to cancel. Ellen's going to cancel, but the church like is going to support her. Let's be real. Oh, no, I agree. And she's still going to get money. She'll be fine. But this is also why it's okay for people like Ellen, for people like Pharrell to speak out against her, for people like Monique um, has spoken out against her. her. Um, Janelle Monet has spoken out against her. Um, she had a radio show canceled. She got dropped from a BMI concert that she was supposed to, I think, be honored at. Even you talking about like, BMI, the uh, the publishing society? Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow, they said did. no, 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 no. We They're can't. Like, Bitch, we can't. you got to go to ASCAP or CSAC now. Didn't get one of those either. We ain't collecting your money. It's true. But the gays are on all the boards, okay? Listen, we're, we're <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. Um, <laughs> but, you know, listen, the, you, your words have um, meaning and you have to take responsibility for them. But, yeah, she'll be fine. So I'm, I'm not worried about her. No question. Um, do you think somebody put her up to it or do you think that's really in her heart? I, bu- I believe that's in her heart. Unfortunately, I really do. She said it. She preached it to a church and a congregation full of but, people. But and I I've feel heard like being sermons in a black like church, she had to encounter homosexuals in a black church before and knew they were homosexuals. So where is right. it coming from? They all do. Hair. No, if you yeah. think about the, the choir director, the organist, the choir director and all this shit, and you know... John in the front row, he come with his friend to holiday events, nice you know. Friend. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no. So I mean, it's like something that's known exactly. in a black church. So I'm like, where is this coming from? All of a sudden. But listen, I've been especially to especially she from down south in the A, right? Atlanta. Yeah, like, I believe come on. so. Atlanta, Atlanta, yeah, Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. Which is why it's time to stop that. The letter. gay TL. The yeah, gay exactly. TL. <laughs> well, that's it. <laughs> You've been to Atlanta, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just once. <laughs> right, he's like, and that's all I need that's to do. I'm still it, tired, right? bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I need down there sending people back to their wife. Like, New York, okay? <laughs> Pharrell is like that up here, too? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like that a little bit of everywhere. But. Right, yeah. Atlanta's known for this shit, though. That's true. Yeah, man. Right. I mean, up here, there are a lot. Lots. On the low. Lots. And, 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 and again, I think part of the responsibility for that, that widespread sort of DL culture, and especially the black community, part of the responsibility goes back to the black church and the mm-hmm. rhetoric that they preach that makes people feel the that shame and the, exactly. that they have to live that life. Do you know exactly. what I'm saying? Yeah. And we, that's what needs to stop. So now, but I feel uh, not to go, cut you off. I just no, feel no, like on. it's always like the black community. Let's be real; is very accepting of fucking damn near everything. But I don't understand why. I don't this. necessarily mm-hmm. agree with yeah. that. I, really? Man, I, mean, I don't agree yeah. with that. The black community is the huger uh, acceptor of refugees I've ever seen in my life. If your community, if you're another ethnic group, and you're not really like popping there, we'll take you in. I feel like the like Do you, you know, know what I'm saying though. I have a lot of uh, family that so is I just don't understand involved this in the church and, 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 you know, either Baptist or, you know, I also have family that are black Muslims. And I feel like from... Farrakhan? 
uh, you know, uh, <laughs> but. Damn, like, I it is. no, it, but they're also like actually genetically half Jewish. It's a big mess. It's a mishigash. It's a lot that, you know, I got That's an interesting Kafka. family. It's Vakakta <laughs> for sure. Um, but I, I feel like like the black religious community is very, very conservative. Yes. And that uh, although they might and you might be the hairdresser. And you might be like the person that they're like, hey, like, what do you think about this outfit? But when it comes down to like when they're in the pews and, and they're giving money in the church, it's just like, oh, no, no, this is this is an abomination. And I I don't understand it really because I'm an agnostic. So like I, I've never been um, an atheist. I've always believed in a God, but I don't believe in religion. And I kind of feel like I don't want to believe in a god that creates a religion that people are hating other people that aren't doing anything wrong you know what i mean like if if you're gonna go outside in the street and molest a three-year-old you should be cast aside you're a pervert but if you're loving somebody that you love like why why shouldn't it be a question that like love is love yeah. if there's anything for that. You, I mean, you know what i mean I, I love agree. is love and so, I think that as long as you're not hurting anybody, that, that that's completely fine. But I also know that, you know, I have family members that think I'm gay because I know gay people. You, you know what I mean? No, I know it, what you mean, but I feel like this is a whole, we taking like a lot of just lost tribe people. I don't, I don't know. Well, because my dad's a pastor, so I grew up. Just growing up in, in Chicago, it's like, yeah. it's like we had like everybody in the neighborhood. It's like one Chinese dude that fucked up or something. He moved over in the black neighborhood. Like, hey, Tim, whatever. It's, it's like that with certain <laughs> things. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we just took motherfuckers here. I feel yeah. like the, homo- you know? the subject of homosexuality in the black church and the black community has always been taboo. Yes. It's always right. been something that like. Has no, been we shunned and swept under the rug for like a long time. But see, we knew and who it like was. It's 2016, and you would think somebody like Kim Burrell that has a platform that's been there's gay people all over the all over the church, like in the community for so long. We can get married now. There's like you would think that the thinking would be progressive, mm-hmm. yeah. and mm-hmm. to have Absolutely. her get up there and, and, and be, she's in Atlanta, right? Right, because there, there's there's understanding that it happen it happens, and that there are people who are gay in your church. But then there's also and tolerating it. There's a difference between tolerating it uh, as opposed to accepting it, understanding it, and and accepting it as normal, and and um, accepting gay people as full humans who deserve love, the same kind right. of love that everybody else does. Exactly. You know, there's a difference I think between. Tolerating and, and accepting fully, and exactly. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing that I don't understand is that, and, and I guess this is kind of my reason why I've never really been pro-religion is that if you can have a doctrine of you know uh, treat other people as you'd have them treat you, but then you want to go and exclude an entire segment of society just because they love somebody that you don't think that they should love, but like how do you? How do you want to serve that kind of God? Like, you know what I mean? It's like that's to me like that's not godly. The rhetoric yeah. never matches you know the I mean? ethic, right. of Religious people, and that's why I can't uh-huh. fuck with it, ever. That's yeah, a, that is never. an amazing yeah. point. Yeah. Actually, exactly. that's why I can deal with it. I'm like, it's just 
it never matches up. So I'm like, fuck it. But gangbangers, it does. They say, I'm dying for Crips and Blood. They fucking die for that shit. That's why gangs are more prevalent in the black community than religion is. I don't agree with that. Shit. You think so? Yeah, man. These young motherfuckers will die for that Crip and Blood shit, right? But who, who, I- who's dying for Jesus? <laughs> Riddle me that. I don't, I don't even know what. <laughs> All right, I'm just dropping the mic. Drop it. Talk to me now. Talk to me. Well, I'm just going to say that it depends on the age demographic because I don't think that any church grandmama is going to be dying for any Crips or blood, but they would die for their Lord and Jesus. (laughs) No, they probably die for a car, for that wig that they have for 20 years, but they ain't fucking dying for Jesus. Let's be real. Well, I mean, it's a good thing that we don't have to in our country, you know. Are they Jehovah's Witness? Freedom of religion. Because if they're a Jehovah's Witness, they're not going to get the cancer treatment, and then they will die for Jesus. Well, Jehovah's Witness died to get in your house. wow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to shoot you. You don't get away from my door. No, just read it. Just read it. Why you got to be at my house at 8 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday? That's why I'm glad I know know you're home. I know you're home. Uh, Fuck us that's just oh, unnatural yeah. to be up that early on a Saturday. Or as old black people say, a Saturday. Uh, <laughs> on a Saturday. Where, where are you from? I'm from Toledo, Ohio. Okay, you're the Midwest. That's oh, why I was yeah. like, yeah. Oh, yeah. On a Saturday. You That's know what it is. <laughs> my name is Kevin. Yo, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> where my cousin Daryl at? Daryl. Oh, I got a cousin Daryl. That's how they say it. <laughs> Shout out to Daryl Brown, DB, doing his thing with Is Daryl Brown coming over on Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Kevin, it's 635. I know you had to start getting ah, out of here. Yes. Yeah. But um, before you go, where can everyone catch your shows? Uh, again, hit us with your, your Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook handles. Absolutely. Come see Kinky Boots on Broadway, eight shows a week. Uh, March 5th, Todrick Hall is amazing. Come check him out. You can get tickets on Ticketmaster or even through the Kinky Boots website, kinkybootsthemusical.com. Um, My Twitter is... K Smith Kirkwood. Instagram and Facebook are both Kevin Smith Kirkwood. Check out my website, www.kevinsmithkirkwood.com. Um, for updates, I'm very soon, very shortly going to be announcing the next New York City Whitney Houston dates. Okay. Um, also, you can check out the Joe's Pub at the Public Theater uh, website because they'll be announcing dates soon. Awesome. Yeah. All right, Check Kevin, thank out. you so much thank for joining us. Thanks for having me. A pleasure. Amazing to meet you, and great luck with Kinky Boots. And we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Baby, I'm playing on you tonight. Hunt you down, eat you alive. Just like animals, animals, like animals, moles. Maybe you think that you can hide. I can smell your scent for miles. Just like
to Big Talkin' Brewskies. I'm still Marissa Smith. We've got Jason Cross with us. Yes, yes. We've got Jose Alvarez with us. Hi. And we've got Bible Girl with us. Hey. So, uh, Jose, how was your week? Uh, long. Uh, just working a lot. It's very busy season for us right now. Um, and last night I went out till really late with Bible Girl, actually. So, oh, where'd you go? Uh, we went to Macri Park. Um, Bible <laughs> Girl was hosting a charity party there. It's a monthly party. Oh, awesome! It was our um, first one. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. The turnout was really cool. It was so, awesome. what's the charity for? So every month it's a different platform for different marginalized communities due to the ongoing and 
uh, even like beyond and before Donald Trump and all of that BS. It's just kind of like anyone that's been marginalized or oppressed. And right. So last night we were specifically doing the. Um, it's called QDEP, and okay. it's an organization that uh, it stands for. Queer Detainee Empowerment Project. Okay. And so it's just for helping benefit it, uh, helping to benefit those who have been incarcerated, who are queer, LGBTQ, identifying in general, who just kind of need help getting back on their feet and getting back on right track and stuff. So um, that was the first one. Next month we're doing a focus on Black History Month, Black Lives Matter, bringing in New York City Shut It Down, just to yeah. kind of keep the morale going. The whole point is just we wanted to... Focus on mobilization because that's so important. Especially to, right now. Uh-huh. And that's the only way change is going to happen. I mean, Obama said it himself in the farewell address. You know, it's Right, just put like, your boots on. Strap them up, man. And we're going to do it. We're doing it. We did amazing yeah. last night. It was awesome. It, it, it was empowering. It felt Hi, awesome. Ronnie. Yeah. It was really no, cool. No, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So um, now, like, what kind of show was it? Lip syncing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. being irreverent, stupid <laughs> drag queens, and I've just kind of same same stuff that... We always do. And do you have an artist you gravitate to that you lip sync more? <laughs> Brittany. Brittany? Oh, okay, that's, that's your one. <laughs> Don't get me started, though, because I'll take up the whole guy. Get started. No, no, no. What's your Brittany song? And Iggy. Oh, sometimes no, I run. You always do. Sometimes. I like Iggy ironically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's an ironic love for Iggy Azalea. But um, my, my right now, my favorite Britney song, uh, it's on her new album. Well, Make Me. I mean, it's really Make good. Me. It's okay. It's with G. Easy. He's pretty lame, but the song itself is pretty good. Like yeah. I like the production value of it a lot. Her new album's really great. So, um, other than uh, you know pulling together a whole fundraiser, how is your week, Bible? I honestly, I wish I could tell you. It's been a blur. It's been great. Um, I'm recently free from an office job. I was doing graphic design as a day job, okay. um, and nine to six office hours is not my passion. So uh, eventually, I was just Welcome like, "Welcome to the club." Yeah, I was yeah. Like, you're at home. Yeah. I was like six months into doing it, I gave it my best shot, but it was kind of time. I, I've been doing drag for three years now and I've known that my passion really lies in pursuing that and doing side projects uh, projects that align with it and being in this office job it was really kind of taking up everything like I couldn't right. go grocery shopping I couldn't clean my apartment let alone get anything else I wanted to like work wise for this stuff finished or right. completed so my week has really kind of culminated in just doing laundry yeah. <laughs> going grocery shopping <laughs> <laughs> it's been great I love being a housewife <laughs> So now, uh, Jose, you and Bible have been a uh, part of a project recently, uh, Killer Unicorn. It's a it's a film. Did you write it or? I wrote it and I'm the producer of it. Yes, amazing. Um, so what is it about? It's a queer campy horror film. The way I always describe it is um, Wes Craven meets uh, John Waters. Mm. It's pretty um, irreverent and fun and very very dark and gory. Um, so it's about this um, very hunky um, guy in a unicorn mask who's going around killing queer Brooklyn nightlife people and drag queens in very, very gruesome ways. Okay. How'd you come um, up with that idea? It's a... It's really dumb, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Say it. Yeah, well, so I was... I, I think drive it, was, it like it's hot. <laughs> um, I think it was actually at one of Bible's parties a long time ago at Eastern Block. And I saw someone wearing a unicorn mask, and I really liked the dumb, flimsy unicorn mask. So I went and bought one on Amazon, and I saw a rubber pink gun on it as well, so I bought it. And then I took a picture with it for Instagram, just like ironic and dumb. 
mm-hmm. and I was like, how do I title this? What's a good caption for this? Like, oh, this would be a cute movie, Killer Unicorn. And then our old title was Killer Unicorns from Anisberg. <laughs> because I live in Williamsburg and I call it Anusburg. So I was just like, oh, that's this what is they a- call Williamsburg now? Well, I, that's what I call it. <laughs> Might as well call it Anusburg. Right? Why it's a shit show. Because it's a shit it's show. It's a shit show, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so, and then from the caption, I started thinking, like, oh, I actually kind of do want to write this movie. Yeah. Um, let's not make it a caption, let's make it a real thing. And Is this your first uh, feature you wrote? Uh, yes. So I come from theater. I mostly produce Broadway shows, and I am a theater writer, a playwright. Um, so going, transitioning into film was hard. I'm not used to not having as much power on the product. In film, you have to relinquish a lot of the power, whether it's in theater, you kind of have a more specific vision of what you want. So that was really hard. What are the biggest differences between the two? Um, because when you say you're like in in film, you're relinquishing your power. Like, what power did you feel that you were relinquishing? Well, the the thing the, the main difference is that I see things on a stage rather than through a camera lens. So it was hard for me to convey the vision that I wanted for the movie without, you know, overpowering a director and saying, like, this is exactly what I want, just come in and do it. Right. But, you know, and so allowing the director to have the artistic freedom to just kind of, like, take interpret it away from it. me and interpret it. Right. So th- that's what I mean, yeah. Okay. Um, but I'm working with a great director. His name is Drew Bolton, and he is amazing. Can, can we swear? Absolutely. Okay. Fuck this, shit, he, motherfucker, yeah. cocksucker. Dude. He's fucking go. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he's fucking amazing. So we we get along super well and we work really, really well together. So I'm super, I'm very happy to be working with yeah. him. Yeah, that's awesome. Drew's really rad. Um, I had only met him for the first time when we were doing our initial um, blocking out for the first couple of scenes that we had shot. Um, and he's just super chill and vibey and knows how to convey exactly what is being called for. And he's, he's not, he's not, um, what is the right word? He's not like a dictator, you know, he's, he's very just, he's hands on. He wants everyone to be comfortable. He can see when something isn't like totally solid yet. And he goes, you know, it's fine. Let's just redo it. And it's not like an impatience factor. It's, he's very, as Jose is, they, they're nurturing what they want to, right. you know, to reap the benefit of it. Yeah. So it's it's nice to see people who are committing to the craft, but not for just the sake of that, but because it's the passion and they know that they'll get so much more out of it if they're really holding, right. holding true to what they love, you know? Yeah, no, that's awesome. Mm, yeah. So now yeah. I'm, I'm viable. I'm assuming that you're a part of this project. Who are you question. in the film? Um, I play Jess Jizz. And she, I don't know, what am I allowed to give? I mean, we've shown plenty, right? Um, yeah. Okay. Don't give it away. We, Make pay to we've shown it. a lot, and we've gotten fan art from her death we do, scene. We do have fan art. Yeah, which is really cute. Yeah. Fan art already? Yeah. yeah, from her death scene. Yeah. Well, how'd you die? Mm-hmm. And then, now I'm curious. Um, I have, um, give it let's not. Yeah, we won't give okay. it away. We won't. Yeah. You, you, you yeah. can kind of see it. It's yeah. Gruesome. It's gruesome. Yeah. It's a gruesome death. Yeah. So we're we're talking about your character. Sure. So now who are you? Uh Jess Jizz is a cocaine fiend, sex pot, slut bag <laughs> with a <laughs> heart of gold. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's I think that's the, the best way. She's very endearing. It was 
an interesting <laughs> character to really soak into. It's my first real acting role, actually. So okay, yeah, mm. it was it was quite a jump in <laughs> in, into doing something. Was it hard for you to get into character? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> One of the first things we shot was her blowing the killer, and she just dove, dove, in, dove right, right into it. it. She was like, <laughs> Brooklyn's gonna have so much on me for years to come it's right we had to actually dim the gag noises she was making was really like, yeah. that was the first thing <laughs> so like, hey you never act before act like what was the first thing up. the second day oh, yeah. the first yeah. okay. rail some lines for us <laughs> sure <laughs> Oh yeah, the, the the first scene is actually her doing a lot, of, yeah, a lot of coke. The first scene is just her her cutting up lines and lines and doing a lot of that. A lot of so yeah. how do they fake that in movies? I always wonder. It was amazing. How they oh. did it. No, it wasn't real. It was oh, no. It was the it good was shit. Not real. Yeah, no, not at all. It was not a Colombian um, special. I didn't really didn't know how they did it beforehand. What was it like? Coconut. Milk um, powder. It was milk powder with vas- uh, with Vaseline. Uh-huh. So she did it out of a out of a rolled up dollar. So you put Vaseline inside the the oh, dollar. And it catches the so powder. it catches the powder, but she still gets some inside, so that like she actually can get a reaction from it. Mm-hmm. There oh. is placebo effect. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. I was like, Ugh. you get the grind. <laughs> no grinding, but I felt very heady. I think that I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. What that? How do you know what that feels like though? <laughs> I'm sorry. Coming for my own. Put me, put, put put me on blast a little bit. Why don't you? Well, Bible did a lot of research before the role. I did. You know, field research. She's exactly. a method actor. That's what I like exactly. To she had to get in character. You got Jason's jaw going. <laughs> <laughs> you say Coke. I'm like, that's the first like reaction. Like, <laughs> 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 that and like two packs of cigarettes, right? You're like, oh my god, yeah. It's my, yeah, I won't go into it. Cigarettes? Yeah. <laughs> Never smoked before. Stay that way. Yeah. Yeah, I'm always quitting. That's oh, no one likes a quitter. I never quit. No? <laughs> How do you try to quit, though? Do you just go I cold just, turkey? I go cold turkey or I smoke a lot of pot. Oh. Okay. Which isn't such a terrible trade off. Does it help? Yeah, help you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I also like. I used to be like a chronic pack buyer, and I don't really. I couldn't tell you the last time I like went out of my way. Actually, yes, I could. I was in Salt Lake City like a few weeks ago, and they're like six dollars a pack there, and I couldn't resist. But like, that was vacation. Otherwise, I don't really economics. Yeah, 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 you know. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. no. I mean, I've been spoken probably since I was like twelve, on and off, and like I've stopped. I mean. I'd probably say, like, I, the most the longest since I was 12 that I stopped is probably, like, in a year and a half or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, um, and I, I've had a couple of, like, tonsil operations, so I had to stop then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but, like, I feel like it's the second that I'm like, oh, I'm not going to bust a suture. <sighs> like, you know what I mean? I mean, I've <laughs> yeah. totally been there. I know that feeling where it's like, I've gotten, like, bad head colds or whatever and i'm just like eh, hacking out my lungs and it's like i haven't coughed today and then i you know you yeah. go for the tobacco and then it's game over all over again yeah it's i don't know because like I, I i've i've not i've never been like a like a drug person no like you know judgments or whatever no, but no, i've no. never done like coke or anything like that but like i i and i think it's mainly because like 
I know how many cigarettes that I've smoked. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, mm. uh, you should not touch Coke. Do you know how long you've been smoking? <laughs> Insult like, to injury. Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's just like, uh, yeah, yeah, no. Like, it Molly, grab a no. hold of you. It's just like, uh, do not trust yourself. That little voice in your head is the devil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. And I, I mean, I give in to it. It's like... What are we talking we about? We all do. We Cigarette? all do. Everything. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about moderation, though. Yeah. If you're able to walk away from it when you want to walk away from it. Yeah. That, yeah, I think that's like a trained thing. I think you kind of have to build that mentality up a little bit because I've definitely been able to kind of step back from specific situations and be like, mm, maybe not tonight. Maybe I don't yeah. want to smoke a cigarette tonight. And I can back away. See, it's I, hard. <laughs> I have an unlimited amount of cigarettes. Uh I really company? do, which is, that's why it's so hard for me to quit. Um, I'm actually look? Colombian, born and raised. Okay. Oh. Um, so my mom still lives down there. And what part of Colombia? Medellin. Oh, okay. really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, we're, I know we're, a lot about yeah. Medellin, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, people often think they do. <laughs> I know no, a couple of Sicaros that came up here after they left there. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. It's really cool. I love it. Um, I rarely get to go. Um, but my mom still lives there. So every time she visits me, she, you know, goes and buys me, like, Colombian stuff to bring me. And the first thing she always says is, I got you ten cartons of cigarettes and six bottles of rum. What else do you want? Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, like, okay, 20 so cartons of cigarettes. I literally have <laughs> about 16 cartons of cigarettes in my apartment. What's it the, it looks like Jesus. a bodega. What, I, <laughs> what's the brand on those? Marlboro okay. Lights. That, Marlboro Lights. She, she oh. knows that's what I smoke, so okay. that's okay. what she brings me. Yeah. Um, and then since they're like two dollars a pop down there, they're like less than that. I usually Damn, for like, a pack. Yeah, two dollars. Yeah, so yeah. I have a friend that like I sell them cartons for. So it's yeah. like I make a little, make you know, a little, cash, a, a little drinking yeah. cash. What is, it, what is it like twenty dollars a pack here? Sixteen? Sixteen? No. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, in the city, because like I'm in Westchester, go, but it's like ten up there. I yeah. still. Pretty high. I remember the first pack of cigarettes I ever bought was like four fifty. The good old days. Yeah, the and, golden and, years. You know, and a gallon <laughs> of gas was ninety seven cents. Like, I remember those <laughs> days. I'm an old bitch. <laughs> I remember those days too. I remember when it broke a dollar and everybody it was, was like, upset. Whoa, like, how the whoa. fuck is gas and Now a it's dollar? like it's almost like four bucks. And you're like, all right. Yeah, <laughs> we're just complacent at it's this point. Like, okay. It is what it is. It's just like I remember. It's like coffee. Like you, like your parents would send you like the corner store to get a coffee, and you'd be like fifty cents. And you're like, now you're just like, you literally want like six dollars for this coffee. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I really can't get over how expensive the coffee is here. It's it's so. Where are you from originally? Uh, Long Island. I've kind Long of Island. bopped around when I was like a kid, but okay. really kind of had my main stake out in Long Island. My parents are from there, and I finished out high school there. Um, and then I moved here. In 2011, for school, I went to FIT for fashion design. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it all went downhill from there. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Just I, kidding. You I, guys I think New downhill. York helps you find yourself. Yeah. Like being in Manhattan, I could really say it helped me find myself. Totally. Yeah. yeah. This is just the place to be. Like, I've never lived here. So, like, I've always been kind of from Westchester. So, like, you know, a You've suburb. You've been here a lot, that, though. No? But, yeah. No, like, I, I come here very often. I've been down here very often. Mm-hmm. You know, back to aging myself. 
Um, but like I, I used to be like in the late nineties, I was like a club kid. I used to hang out in like the tunnel and the limelight and, you know, cause that when I got Alec was there, Alec, I can't think of yeah. his name, but he chopped somebody's body up and he just, <laughs> Michael, like, oh, Michael, 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 Alec. Alec. Yeah. what's his name? Michael Alec. Good old Michael, Michael Alec. He's back yeah. out. He's, th- he throws oh, parties. Oh, she, she's around. Yeah. We, yeah. See her <laughs> around. Her. we see her around. We see her around. Really? really? I've, yeah. sh- I've shaken Michael Alec's hand and it's very weird. It's, it's yeah. a very odd. Well, someone invited me to one of his he just got out of probation so he threw a, a finally free co- uh, party yeah. because he couldn't uh, throw parties throw party. while he was in probation so where did they throw that i forgot it Wasn't was a while it, ago it was love gun and then didn't love them get no down. but no this one happened like a couple weeks ago or like a month ago see it's 2017 why are we glamorizing michael alex still i i don't understand it i, I think that's well, everyone's the rap say, syndrome i will kill tell somebody you this you know? right now I guess he put drano in his body and he dismembered it yeah well yes. he, he didn't then he like beat him then put drano in and he chopped him up yeah. and threw his body in the yeah yes. he was just he was knocked unconscious and then he literally siphoned drano into his body it's and that's like, what yeah. killed him yeah Damn. If that Here's didn't, the dismemberment sure did. So <laughs> does he still get love? Chicken or the, the egg. Oh, people love him. People yeah. lo- there's definitely like a, a division. I think I well, like, I guess love might not be the right word. I would say it's maybe like more so of like a curiosity. I would but say there's like a party, cult curiosity more right. so. Yes. Okay. But his party still sell out though. Uh, <laughs> well what uh, the last one that they really? the, the last one that I know that he tried to do. <laughs> I think kind of closed the club. Yeah, were, yeah, wow. the club that threw it like closed down a couple weeks later. That was, I, I love that's the, the, that's the aforementioned <laughs> one that I yeah. name dropped, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. want to make people angry. But yeah, I don't want to make people angry either because I don't fuck know. it, right. we're but. we're live. We'll do it live. <laughs> it was it was at this bar called um, Love Gun, which R.I.P. It was a great bar. I mean, it was super cool. Nothing else was like it, especially out in Brooklyn. Um, and I had hosted a party there not this past Halloween so two Halloweens ago and I vaguely remember him walking in and this is after I had met him I met him like three years ago um unfortunately but um just don't piss him off yeah just kind of stay awake make sure all like under the sink <laughs> products are away from him at all right. times. don't be in a private area <laughs> No Clorox for him. Just keep him at arm's length. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he had done some after Halloween at that. He had come in on that night, and I happened to like be leaving anyway. I was like, perfect timing. <laughs> and then that was the last time I was ever actually at Love Gun, and the last I had heard, like you said, was that party that he had hosted. And then, lo and behold, Love Gun got the wah wah, and yeah. that plug pulled real quick. Yeah, yeah. I Sad. Think, I don't know. Coming from an old person. Uh, I think that the the love for that time was just that clubs now are just nothing. Like I, I just kind of feel like so you, you know what I mean. Totally. It's just like I remember because like I used to go to like I was chalking my ID at lunch and I spent <laughs> the whole week. Putting my outfit together. You have to and explain what chalk and ID means. Yeah, I don't. Know. I, I know exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. I, I've done it. it back was like, the old New York license. Yeah, I know exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's oh. like okay. So like when you're chalking your ID back in the day, um, you use colored pencil and chalk, and you mm-hmm. would change the date on your ID. It's past oh. the statute of limitations. Allegedly, I did that. Um, <laughs> but so and and 
I, I would go and I'd prepare and then like the whole week I'd spend the entire week back then my, my club name was Swiss Miss because it was hot chocolate oh and yes you, you know what yes, I mean so I like so I, I'd put my whole outfit together and I was going into the fucking uh, like Home Depot and getting like friggin' lawn fucking shit to make a dress out of fucking grass and like you know what I mean I like yeah so put, you're like OG club kid shit so, exactly yeah. so like now I walk into a club and it's like okay there's J Crew guy there's Armani Exchange guy <laughs> there's Sean John guy yeah you know what I mean yeah totally. and it's just like okay so then there's BB bitch there's Gap bitch. <laughs> There's Banana Republic, bitch. Mm -hmm. And I'm standing there like, why am I not dead? Like, (laughs) you know know what I mean? It's just like, like, I, I remember like the first club I ever went to was Mm -hmm. Limelight. It was RuPaul's birthday. And can I tell you, like, line four blocks long and I'm like 15 and like you're going into RuPaul's birthday, and now I walk into a club, and it's just like, oh, so it's like three hundred dollars for a bottle. Do you well, want you a have table? To buy a table, yeah. Like Ugh. you know, and yeah. I'm just like, Ugh. like when I was like fifteen, like these people wouldn't even have been on this line because they knew they wouldn't have been able to get in. Mm. And you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Well, club it's culture, like, club culture changes so fast. It's it's really it's really strange. Uh, a few years ago, back when I had first moved to the city, so I was like 17, mm. um, I had gone into doing like table hosting and club promoting, if you will, um, in like the meatpacking district. So I was doing like Avenue on 17th and 10th, uh, PhD at Dream Hotel on 16th and 9th. Just all these kind ki- that like that whole yeah. like umbrella of that company that had all the those different venues, all that. Um, you know, I would host, and it was kind of how you would expect it to be for like bringing in people, and it was fun and super vibey and chill. I mean, it it, it did have those aspects like you were saying, but I haven't worked that industry in maybe two and a half, three years now, and I've since gone back to these venues. And even since then, the demographic of who's going, it's shifted. I, I don't like, I don't want to use the term bridge and tunnel, but that's the term that comes to mind. It's very, the it's it's like you said, the people who would have never even been waiting in line, now they're inside and it's, they don't even seem to understand how club etiquette is per right. se. you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's, it's it's just like it's they a got different Daddy Samex Black and yeah, they're gonna a buy of, a bottle. There's a bunch of trust fund babies. Yeah, 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 They wouldn't even like let yeah, them in. Yeah, I mean there was the natural clubs. selection and like pretty much. Well, it was about was, like the hustle at the club. That was what was cool. You know, because like I remember in the tunnel, they um, they, like there was like the whole like the the jungle room. And they used to have like the, 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 the it was pretty much like the LGBT parties, and so like you could go in that side for like much cheaper than going to general admission, and like so like we were poor and we we're in high school, and so like we'd go in the LGBT side, and like I was friends with a bunch of like drag queens. I mean, drag queens taught me how to do makeup when I was like fifteen, and so and they kept me safe in the club. So like you know it's like, and now it's like you go in, and I'm just like. Ugh. Like why am I here? And it's 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 such a different. Um, it's I won't even say that it's like a like a different vocabulary of like you know who has club etiquette and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's more of like uh, gravity and without gravity. It's just kind mm-hmm. of like 
when we used to go like it it was a, a a lifestyle for us like we put effort and time into it it wasn't like oh well you know i'm just gonna steal my parents credit card and i'm just gonna go out to the city tonight you sit know in the I mean? corner like, not talk to anybody yeah right and, and, and it was like and it was one of those things where like because i wasn't popular in high school i was one of the weird art kids and all like the cheerleaders like they'd be out in the tunnel on like a friday or saturday night in the mainstream um line and we'd be on the curfew line mm-hmm. And, like, they'd be, like, looking over to us. It's just like, Marissa. And it's just like, oh, you don't know who I am, like, Monday through Thursday. Bye, bitch. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, and we'd get in and they'd be standing there. And it, it's just like, and there was, like, an ambiance and a presence and an artisticness and a showmanship of the entire thing. And now it's just, just like. It's dead. It's dead. It's just like, oh, I'm going to do coke in a bathroom. Uh, well, it's, it's become weirdly elitist almost in in a strange way where it's like as opposed to what you were saying where it was very like you know your demographic of artsier people kind of coming together i feel like club kid culture has almost taken a turn nowadays where it's become clicky but it's the kids who were facing adversity in high school or whatever and now it's almost like the tables have Turns? It's it's all the frat boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I need to trust fund kids. Yeah, that I see now. Well, the club culture in, in Brooklyn, I think, has a lot of that artisticness that you're talking totally, about. Totally, totally. Um, because like the people that we hang out with and the parties that we go to, like the weird warehouse parties that just happen. Mm-hmm. They're in the Burt. Um, mostly Bushwick, Bushwick and Richwood. Yeah. Um, all these parties ha- have the artistic level, and like they put on full productions that are like incredible and like there's that kind of um you wouldn't see anyone from like wearing club monaco there for sure i mean even even at like our like mom and pop bars that we have shows at like where we were last night i mean that was still like you're saying like it's very art Mm -hmm. if me lip syncing to Britney Spears' art, more art oriented rather than, again, like you said, like someone, wa- you know, walking in someone's room. Some bitch fucking walking BB. in there, fucking Banana Republic. Mm. It just makes me want to slip my wrist. I don't think there was one or Banana you, Republic friend <laughs> in right. there last night. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it's it's a completely like different situation. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, when clubs back then were like so massive, and now it's like people are just like, oh, like, what is that like? Everyone keeps telling me there's like one me- mega club left in the city. And like, oh, there's shit. still a couple ones there that are pretty big. Yeah, yeah. like your Lavo is a decent size. Marquis still around. Marquis still alive. A, yeah, Marquee, well, because they had they they had redone Marquis because I, I was at Marquis. I used to promote at Marquee after they had reopened, after okay. they had done yeah. the whole, they like literally gutted the entire interior. I haven't been in Marquee in years. I, the first time I went was like maybe a month or so before it had gone back under construction. Okay. And um, the whole vibe changed. It went from being like more of a hip hop vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To then it switched over and then became that really weird BB crowd, like I yeah. keep going back to BB because that was definitely yeah, it's, like it's just like a bitch. Brand. That was on BB's clearance. It was in the fucking window, bitch. Like, like you what know? are you doing? People still go to Marquee though. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because promoter culture is still so prevalent because of the colleges in New York. It's and they themselves. email their friends. Yeah. And I mean, out. that's how the, I got looped into it. The last time I went to Marquee, Webster grabbed my ass. 
Oh. Emmanuel Lewis? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like walking through the crowd and like I'm about to go like upstairs. Yeah, but he's still that. alive. Like, no, that's Gary Coleman that's dead. Gary Coleman is dead. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if Webster's still alive, but back when it happened, Webster was alive. So like, <laughs> you know, like his like the old way that that marquee was set up, like you come through the doors, they have that like the bar on the back wall mm-hmm. and then they've got like all the seats in the It was like the floor. recess seating. Right? right. Yeah. And then there's like a stairs that goes to the upstairs mm-hmm. and then there's like the VIP that goes like straight next to the bathrooms. Mm-hmm. So like I'm I'm walking and I'm trying to go upstairs to meet my friends. I'm walking through the crowd. All of a sudden I feel like somebody grabbed my ass and I turn around and I look and I don't see anybody. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I keep going. And like then I feel someone grab my ass again and I'm looking and I don't see anybody. And so I keep walking and then all of a sudden I just feel like this poking in the middle of my back. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? And so like I turn around <laughs> And then, like, a slap on my ass, like, hey, hey, hey. And I look down, and it's fucking Webster, and he's like... <laughs> oh my god! And I was just like, oh, good time. Oh, you're, like, my. you're lucky it was you. I was just like, ah. <laughs> who let you out of the elevator? <laughs> <laughs> but oh, man, he, like, yeah, Marky. I mean, I've I've spent many a night, many a blackout in Marky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, Me too. Yeah. Me too. I think I've only been once. I mean, the new one is very pretty. Really? I've never. Yeah, I've got to. Now, I, now I feel compelled to go, but at the same time, you don't want to go. You're not missing I anything. I feel trust like me. if I went, I'm gonna want to like stab a bitch. You I will. Don't know. You're one. Go- you're a Google search away from seeing everything you need to see. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like a hold on to your it's memories. Like, what do the young yeah. kids do these days? Nothing. <laughs> they stand there. They drink. They talk bullshit. And half no the night dances. they're just like outside, waiting to get in, waiting for the promoter. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's no the whole dances. gimmick. It's the promoter thing now. It's like everyone wants to get in for free, so they're not paying a couple hundo, yeah. or a couple grand for a table. Right. And then you're getting the bottle shelf liquor that's siphoned into a gigantic yeah, bottle. And they of get goose. one bottle yeah. for like yeah. twelve people yeah. so you get like a sip and then yeah. well then well then you'll also you'll occasionally get like the snaky promoter who will like give you all of these like beautifully like false promises and it's just like i promise like the bottle's coming the bottle's coming and it's like 10 just, hours it, it later never shows up yeah. that was one of the reasons why i went into promoting was because it was like man fuck this i had this really nasty promoter who would like cut me out of the group because i like wasn't good enough anymore it was like <laughs> so it was just so like mean girlsy you know it's yeah. like well you say I can't do it or I can't go with you watch me outdo you girl and right. then I went into it and I was like I'll never be a shitty promoter and that was like my vow yeah, was like hold on to my word shit. and my promises and like <laughs> I said there's gonna be a bottle so there's gonna be a yeah. bottle a promoter for the people <laughs> of course yes. the people's promoter yes. that's what I did that was my that was my, uh, my foundation and you went from that to just jizz yeah great <laughs> blowjobs and <laughs> lines I don't think there's much <laughs> no. Not much of a difference. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, actually, yeah. Like I, like I was saying, like Brooklyn um, club culture. Like we, we do have a lot of that, and we celebrate the weirdos. Mm-hmm. I, that's what really it's all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, have you been out in Brooklyn? I mean, I go to Brooklyn now and then, but, like, I live in Westchester, so that's, like, a two-hour commute, and I'm just not that committed. Yeah, I was going right. to say, that's, like, a, that's a commitment. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's an awesome um, festival uh, called Bushwig, and it's a three-day festival that um, our friend Hortada, who's actually in the movie as well, um, she created it, and it's um, 
a music and drag festival for three days, and it's like all the really cool and weird drag queens doing awesome, really that well-produced numbers. Fun. It's yeah. on like, a, is it international spectrum yet, or would we say it's more nationally based? Well, they went to Berlin, but but I mean, like who, like who's coming to it when it's more when it's the New York based Bushwig. Because I, I mean, this year's scale of it. What, which yeah. one was this one? Was this the third? Or? This was the. Was, I don't know. Or was it the fifth? I, I think it's the fifth year. It might have been the fifth. Oh, regardless, wow. it's it's been going on for a couple of years, but it's grown exponentially with each year that's come on. Right. And it's crazy, like the faces that you see and be- the beauty of social media, especially with like nightlife and what we work within, is like you get to get a scope of the scene that's outside of where we live. And then what's great about Bushwig is that you can then start placing these faces in real life to like these people and personalities online. online. It's really, really interesting to see how that dichotomy really starts to like blend together. I mean, Marchada really had her thumb on the pulse with that one. It's, it's really, really Yeah, And and what time of year is it or when is it? September. It's like early September, right? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I'm expecting both of you to invite me. Okay. Oh, yeah, we will. Sure, girl. Yeah. Yeah. I got right. you in my inbox. Right. <laughs> yeah. We got it. We got it. You um. do not want to see me on Red Bull and Vodka. <laughs> I think I want to see you on Red Bull and Vodka. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, you probably do. I'm a fun gal. <laughs> it, we'll get along just fine. It's a fine. super fun <laughs> day. Like, it's, oh, it's edibles all day and just like drinking and just like laying in the yeah. sun and watching weird. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. you got Jason. See, I don't even do yeah. Like, literally, like, just give me you, Red Bull and I Vodka. Do an edible. It's, it's, it's a. If I could have uh, yeah. a preference, if yeah. I could have, I would like strictly go cold turkey on even like smoking pot. If I had the option to just go straight, straight edible, edible. it's the best yeah. thing in the world. It's so nice I've and easy. I've done it once, and it's not like so. But I did it probably in a bad environment. You gotta be in a good chill. Because I was place. in like Woodstock '99, <laughs> yeah. like, or at the beach. Yeah, true. Oh, I, I love. I, I love. I, I, Some fun, all that yeah. sand. Ugh. Just gets my OCD up. Like it's just, that's my favorite thing: going to the beach and getting stoned, like a Reese Beach. Oh, that, yeah. I I hate sand. You hate sand? It gets in every yeah. fucking thing. It's yeah. just like you get in your flip flops, you get in your swimsuit. It's just like I'm like scooping sand out underneath my boob. I hate it. Same. <laughs> <laughs> it's like sand. Uh it's a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. And the water's never actually usually super warm either. No. I love cold water. I don't mind cold in water. The shower. But it's mm. like I if love I'm at the beach, cold water. I don't want to like be confronted with any cold temperature of any sort, you know. It's yeah. like, but yeah. I feel like the environment has just has a thing against me because every time I try to go <laughs> in the ocean, I either see like a used condom or a turd and I'm just <gasps> like, oh. "Oh my gosh, what beach do you go to?" Um, Eastern Orchard Bach. and yeah. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Darren. <laughs> Sorry, Mata. I'll never get booked there again. <laughs> never. Don't step foot in here, you taught. Oh, but, my God. No, oh, but like Bach. literally I go into the ocean and it's always just like some curled up used condom or some like curled up turd. And I'm just like. Well, I'm in yeah. here. Yeah, you gotta go. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you gotta bounce. I, I would hop out quick. No. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> Quicker than quick, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I cannot. So um, get that hep C quick. They do have a cure now. Yeah, they do. I saw a commercial for it on TV the other day. Is it a cure oh. or a vaccine? They said cure. 
They said, oh, and really? it can be cured, was the concluding really? line. I think, well, didn't Pam Anderson have Hep C? Yeah. I think yeah. she's. Her she's and been, Tommy Lee, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. Pammy got cleared. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I guess. Yay for her liver. Yeah. I guess she, she just can't go back to the beach and risk getting it again, I guess. <laughs> Not the beach I'll go into. No, I ocean never seen no shit like that in my life. Damn. <laughs> Orchard, where's Orchard Beach? So I know not to That's go there. That's in the Bronx. It's by City Island. Chocha Beach. Chocha. Oh. Chocha Beach. <laughs> That's all you have to say. I got it. <laughs> Chocha Beach. Draw the line. It's Chocha Beach. <laughs> uh, so, um... Now, we, we heard a little bit about uh, Bible's character in your film. Uh, are, are you also in your film? Or um, I am. I, I, um, I played the love interest of the lead character. Um, so the movie re- revolves around this boy who, um, well, not boy, but a guy um, who a year ago he had an encounter. Yeah, um, he had like a very traumatizing experience. And all his drag queen friends helped him, and queer friends. Uh, but now he just refuses, kind of, to like go back to nightlife. He is he becomes a homebody and stops talking to people. But then he meets this boy named Puppy Pup. That's my and character. You're, you're puppy pup. Uh, I'm a you're pup. pup. I'm a you're pup. A pup. Yeah, I like my daddies to call me pup. Okay. Yeah. Um. So. So yeah, he meets me. So he's a little bit more inclined to go out with us this year because there's a big party happening in the movie called Brooklyn's Annual Enema Party where you come get douched and dance. Okay. So you're encouraged to bring your own enema and clean your bowels and have and, fun. Right. Yeah. As you do. Uh, <laughs> we go like there. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So my character convinces him to go to the party that year and then the unicorn turns up and Wait, they have parties havoc. where you give yourself an enema? No, no, no. It's made up for the movie. Oh, he That'll wishes. Like, oh, I know, I, I'm sure there are sex parties, like enema sex parties because um, people are into There totally that. are. Yeah, I've, I've had really? people like ask me if they could do that to me. Like, no, thank really? You. Yeah. Uh, That's a new one for me. Yeah. Wow. They're like, I hope you did it. No. Next <laughs> like, time. That's a little bit too much. I'll hit you up next time. Right? <laughs> like, Make it happen. I, like, <laughs> I'm fine with you knowing that I do it because, like, I ha- I have to get ready. Of course. Right. You know. That's but life. I don't... I'm ready for my close-up. Well, well yeah. What do you mean? He's a bottom, so he Well, I'm ready. versatile, but... He's a bottom. Yeah. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> So I you have to prep before. Hell yeah. yeah. I'm trying to explain it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you got to translate yeah. that shit. Oh, that's a whole until the water runs yeah. clean. Yeah. yeah. Jasmine up in this bitch yeah. over here. You have to do it until the water runs clean. So. That's considerate of you. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I also don't want to be embarrassed. Yeah, but women don't do that shit at all. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I've I had some times where I thought I was at Orchard Beach. <laughs> <laughs> no. Chocha. <laughs> At Chocha Beach, yeah. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Chocha ass exploded? Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> Once or twice, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, it's human. Yeah. It's not pretty human, but it's yeah. human. Oh, no. Well, there's actually <laughs> a, a death like that in the movie. It's like, what the fuck, um. human? <laughs> 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 WTF? Why is yeah? So like, it? yeah, I'm fine with you knowing that I do it, but like, I don't want to do it on you or like for you. You know, that's yeah. weird. 
I don't know. I'm, uh, not for me. No, no, no. <laughs> Thank you, though. Um, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so actually, from someone asking me that, I that's how I came up with, a, with the idea for the party in the movie. Um, and then the unicorn comes, and then he wreaks havoc at the party and starts killing people in, like, pretty fucked up ways. And it's just one unicorn. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he scares, like, a party full of 20, 30 people? No, this is th- this has, like, a Oh, does he catch people. them one by one? Uh, he's lurking in the shadows in the, ah. uh, during, in, in the sex dungeon where the enemas are happening and, like, people are getting <laughs> fisted and double penetrated. He's you got, lurking. You actually there. showed a fist in the enema? No. Oh, okay. we can't We can't show that, but... Um, there's this, but it's implied. You'll, you'll see, you'll see. Mm-hmm. The movie comes out this fall, so you'll, you'll see what I mean. Um, and I don't want to give out too much yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's my favorite scene and it's the, uh, my favorite death scene in the movie and it's the first one I wrote. Is that Grayson? Grayson's part, no? Uh, I'm not going to say whose part it is. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. My bad. Well, uh, I didn't give anything right. away. It's all right. I gave Grayson I'm pretty a sure she just told everybody. <laughs> um, but this person is um, on a sling waiting to be um, douched because that's the point of the party. So he's just like, oh, come on, douche me, whatever. And the unicorn shows up and he, since the unicorn is so hot. What you say, douche? Yeah. So it's a woman. No. no well, it's and, an and, and it's a douche are like synonymous. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah. And an uh, enema is an ass douching, if you will. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So, okay. yeah, the unicorn More you know. comes now and I gives know. him. <laughs> um, I'm just translating. Right. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. That's totally so that's fine. fine. I, I don't, I don't okay. see many strip people in my <laughs> life. So. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I forget that straight people exist yeah. sometimes. There's a few of us left. You're outnumbered. Even the guy <laughs> at my bodega, like, everybody. Um <laughs> So he gives um, Grayson what I call an acid enema. Oh. So he starts douching him with acid and all his inserts start falling out. Uh. And you can figure out the rest. Yeah. Yeah. Jose's a sick motherfucker. I am Some a little de- bit. All the deaths in this entire film are like... That's like yeah, Braveheart like, out your ass. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It's like... <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. It's like a really... If I had to draw a comparison... <laughs> Oh I feel it reminds me like a mix overall, like a campy, like like it. Halloween with Michael Myers, uh-huh. but then blended with like Saw because it's not trap based, but the way the murders are executed, it's just, it's very, um, there's like a lot of technicality to it and like okay. having, you know, like having to like really flesh it out. It's not like, oh, you're stabbed and you're dead. Like it's there's, like, uh, uh, there's like, so yeah. much like low deaths. Like yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It takes a little bit for I can feel my ass bit. burning. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what the fuck? Some, tom- some peppers in this? There was some layer like, oh, earlier. That right. was a ghost pepper. <laughs> 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 At that moment, you kind of just wish it was hemorrhoid. Yeah. 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 Um. If I wanted those, I would have given birth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Push too hard. It happens. It happens to everyone that has a child. Like wait until when they you're. Push, they get a hemorrhoid. I didn't know. Wait that. until you, your, your, you and your wife you have a child, <laughs> and your wife will tell you it literally because it's the Mary gravity. Has hemorrhoids already. It's the gravity. So it's like when when you start like having those contractions, and like your your like your whole body is like contracting and pushing things forward. As soon as you like literally give birth, you have hemorrhoids. 
Really? No, thank you. Oh, I have I to ask my mother. She yes. Had hemorrhoids. Like literally, every one of your moms has hemorrhoids. I have to ask her. Oh, yeah. She told me she. she your used mom the got hemorrhoids because. Sorry, of you. mom. Yeah, sorry, mom. I, I mean, I have a lot of things to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> but that. But let's that start is, there. Yeah. <laughs> let's start from the beginning. That's the concrete thing that you're apologizing for right <laughs> the now. That's where <laughs> yeah. it all that's started. Where, yeah, I was going to say it's the root of the problem. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. That's why she's mad. I think that's <laughs> a, you know. I, I, <laughs> right. It's like I got hemorrhoids for us. <laughs> I think that's a Damn. lovely title for a memoir. What? I gave my mother hemorrhoids. <laughs> I think it's sorry, mom, for the hemorrhoids. Right? Yeah, something like that. I like that. Ooh, don't yeah. steal it. Uh oh, he's. Yeah. He, he, he's <laughs> thinking. I'm I'll capitalizing. He's coming <laughs> up with part two. He's coming up with part two. Yeah, I think this b- could be a collaboration. <laughs> like, it's very both, fluid. Yeah, you know, we're we're that. we're all like, uh, you know, like uh, workshopping. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, I, this is going to be. Non-film related, but uh, I, I'm assuming that you've both been uh, watching the news. Yes. And, yes. Uh, you are aware of our current political climate. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> as artists and members of the LGBT community, like, mm-hmm. what do you feel that uh, this soon-to-be... Uh, Eight days away. Damn it! Yeah, I know. Is not is it eight? No, yeah. it's seven. Is it seven? It's next. It's next Friday. Don't, don't. Oh yeah. Oh god. Oh yeah. It is seven years. Now seven. that's a that's a movie for you. That's seven a days to Trump. Seven, nightmare. Yeah, oh god. We should start shooting it right now. Seven days. Seven to Trump. Days Let's go. Trump. Okay. Uh, get out your oh, your Facebook lives. Um, <laughs> all right. So and then seven, we'll end it by giving them an enema. I've been. Uh, uh, I think our, <laughs> allegedly a Russian prostitute has already done that. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Did, oh, the water sports! Somebody, crazy. somebody! I, I, I've gotten asked before on Grinder as well if somebody if they could give me a, a piss enema, and I'm like, no, thank whoa, you. Whoa, 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 whoa. I get wait, asked wait, a lot whoa, of weird whoa, whoa, stuff. Whoa, 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 whoa! What's a piss enema? Like exactly they what you pee think inside it of is. you, and then they pee inside of you. Yeah. Oh, in your uh, anus. Yeah. And yeah. And then they do the enema. And get no, the and out. then they pull out. And oh, it drops because, out. Yeah, because it's water. Damn. I mean, I've never done it. I, no, not for me again. Uh, but I get asked, I get asked the weirdest. <laughs> I mean, I, I've definitely had like a I've had guys. I've, I've never had someone ask me if they could pee on me, but I've had guys ask me if I would pee on them. Oh, I've peed on plenty of people. That's I've fine. never. I can't. <laughs> I can't even pee in the same room as somebody. Like I can't. Like I'm. You know, like, I, I went to, like, Catholic school from, like, pre-K to 12th grade. Like, I don't even like being naked in the shower by myself. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to that, actually. That that speaks to me on monumentous levels. I get you, that. Yeah. You understand? It's yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. pee on you. A well, pee animal. I mean, the thing for, I mean, hmm. to detract from our political conversation, I never, like, and I don't knock it because I've never tried it, but I've never viewed like peeing as like a sexual thing it never like registered you know okay and so i don't know if slash when that would ever be an occurrence at this point of my in yeah, my life you know it's just it's about yeah. power sometimes it's just you're in thing. fire island 6 a.m happens really? and you're oh, drunk okay, and you. things happen yeah fire island you're on fire island like you're already fucking on the beach and he's just like 
Let's like do it. Let's do it. I don't feel like going to You know what? I would, I would say if it was on Fire Island, I'd be like, sure. That's a good way to clean the sand off your feet. Yeah. Exactly. Go to Chocha Beach. Chocha. Well, you don't want to pee on their feet. You want to pee on their face. Deep face? <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, no, no. Keep the lights, you know. <laughs> salty. It's late to pump your feet, though, because it's funnier. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to laugh while just it happens? Yeah, I'm a goofy. He's just trying to keep the, the, the punchline. It's because it's just funny. Just oh, like, yeah. hey, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm really dirty. dirty. I, I am <laughs> really, really yeah. dirty. It's funny, right? You absolutely can't get dirty. He's writing a joke. Because it's just all warm around the ankles and shit. But yeah. the face, you know, is the... That's the difference between, like, a comic and, like... So, like, you're telling the real story. He's trying, like, how can I punch this up? No, I'm like, thinking, like, how could I do this so it's entertaining? Yeah, like, punch it up. But then you got to hear the, oh, he's got my fucking hair and all this shit. But on the well, feet, there's no No, because if they want it in their face already, they're not thinking about their hair. <sighs> Women. I, 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 I can't relate. Yeah. yeah I can't <laughs> <laughs> not in my hair. Says the men in the wig. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> not not here. Not Sorry, here. Don't here. She's not a man. It's not the same You kind can of misgender thing, me any way you want. It's sort, of like, <laughs> it's sort of like if you do a facial shot, right? He's like, yeah, go ahead. And then she always says, not in my hair. That's not like a thing. I, I love it everywhere. In your hair, even? You wouldn't even be upset? Uh, no. You got conditioner. And yeah. I don't wear wigs when I'm having sex. Yeah, I mean, it's happened to me that I've, like, blown someone at a bar. And like later on, my friends are like, "Do you have, you have something on your hair?" I'm like, "Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. you know something about Mary moment? Yeah. A little bit of hair gel." It's like, yeah, it, it usually happens during your shows. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Damn, You're like, your that's why you missed shit. my no, my, my shows inspire people to leave the room <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and give a blowjob. Yeah. It's well, annoying. okay, it's inspiring. You, I guess. Did you your do shows inspire show, people to get like, it on. Off and do it. Huh? You did it while the show was going on, or did you like? Oh no, in the bathroom. I'm classy. Oh, oh okay. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what do you think of me? Yeah. <laughs> on the stage? <laughs> I always say I put the no, but you were like at a bar, so I just figure, hey. So are you <laughs> Do it also on the bar. A, like yeah. a live performer? No. Okay, but I know you're a live performer. Uh huh. So now. I know for me, like, if I'm killing it, like, the second I get off stage, I'm, like, super horny. Like, I just, like, <laughs> like, you know, like, it's, like, if I'm doing well, it's just, like, oh, my God, I want to bang true. somebody. That adrenaline rush. Right? Totally. Yeah. But, like, and, but if I bomb, I just want to go to White Castles by myself and just, like, shut Yo. fucking camping. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> Right? Yo, right? I'm, like, the most, I'm very, like, self-deprecating and very, like, hypercritical of myself. And there are definitely moments where I come off stage and I'm, like, fuck yeah, like, I did that. Or, like. It's just, like, the fuck ma- me now. Like, yeah, like, there's definitely, like, a little bit of a fire thing going on. And you're on. just, like, all right, let's go. And then, like, but if you bombed, it's just, like, don't make it. But it's, like, the lowest of lows. Yes. Like, there's no real, like, middle ground of, like, feeling shitty on yourself. it takes that serotonin yeah. away. Yo, like, it's horrible. And it's, it's, like, even if the crowd is still receptively okay, but, but internally you, you're, like, you're, like, I bombed. It's, like, they could be, you could have an applause break, but in your mind, if you're, like, 
I just missed that setup. I missed that punch. This yeah. is a farce. Like, I don't understand why they're laughing. Like, I will have this totally. entire, like, internal dialogue that I'm a piece of shit, and I'll go to White Castles and just yes! shout my fucking burgers in my face. Yes, I'm, like, my biggest, like, saboteur in that regard. Like, right. it'll it'll ruin the night, like, completely. Oh. And the- then I'm ball and chain to the bar <laughs> until, yeah. like, 4 a.m. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, my God. I, like, it's like mm-hmm. I don't deserve love. Like you know, what I mean? it's it's like I get in like a whole yeah. kind of like rhetoric, and and then it's like I have it until I feel like I killed again, and then I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm Th- back. Thankfully, that's the I'm nice back. thing about our little Brooklyn scene is that there's a guaranteed three sets per night of when there's right. a show. So mm-hmm. it's it's typically somehow it's it's become routine across the board for like parties everywhere. It's like the first show will start at. 12.30, 1 a.m., uh, <laughs> 2.30, and then, like, the third and final set will be at, like, 3, 3.30, and it'll, like, kind of lead. damn. Oh. It's, <laughs> we yeah, go there. Very what time nocturnal. does it close? Four. Four. That shit is late. We're very I'm nocturnal. Old. But you make bank because people are drinking, they're tipping, it's cool, and, like, they're vibing. It's just great. Like, that's, and I mean, I've had to, like, slowly learn that tips do not like uh dictate how well a performance went right yeah but when they do tip well and it's yeah. a good performance that is like the ultimate high That's yeah happened. you come out with like lettuce like no other at the end of the night <laughs> you, know? you don't have to take the train home yeah. that night you can take an uber hell yeah, yeah. hell yeah mm-hmm. no passenger seat riding you ain't got right? a no handy i want this motherfucker by myself <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Put my flag on it. Well, typically, <laughs> typically, especially like as a drag queen, it's there's the occasional um, cabbie who. I mean, there's se- there have been several times where like they're outside of a, like a drag show or like a drag bar, and there are cab drivers who are. Like, there's a culture known as chasers. Or you, you, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. so it's like a fetish for, like, like dudes. It's who, like an Asian fetish, but for... But for, like, cross-dressers. Yeah, yeah or so like they drag out and they be like, hey, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll take you home. But it's, but it's weird because they don't seem to pick up on, like, social cues no, or, like... We were literally talking about, the, about this last night. Because it was happening it last was night. Happening. The chasers like, we were, were out in full we were outside. force Wait, last what night. Happened? What happened? Let's well, the there's there's lack of understanding boundary, first and foremost. And that, that... It supersedes even just, like, someone trying to, like, grab you. It's like, I will, like... I'll be having a conversation with him, and there will be, like, this, like, third-party, like, mouth breather that's just, like, injecting himself into the... Like, not talking, mm-hmm. but, like... So, like, say you and I are having a conversation. Right. He will literally be right here. Just stand there. Standing. Not saying anything. Not saying hello. Not trying to, like, introduce himself. Just standing and, like, observing. It's very, like, serial killery. Yeah, it's dangerous. It's yeah. weird. Like, I, it's super dangerous. Yeah, because I'll, I'll say, it like, and I'm sorry Damn. to, like, kind of, like, hop in on your story. But, like, you know, I've got a show at Otter's Shrunken Head. It's, like, 14th between, like, A and B. And so I had on um, a comic that performs in drag sometimes. And oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, now. Felicia. Yeah. So Felicia was on. She did a great job. Met some of these dudes at the mm-hmm. bar. They were like, oh, let's, like, do some lines. They went to the bathroom, whatever. Comes back. These guys are, like, on her, like, white on rice. And I look at them, and, uh, like, it's this literally the second I saw them in my head, I just said, 
and I'm like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, and I'm like, oh, girl, girl, you in danger. Yes, so, like, Molly. Yes. So, <laughs> Molly, you in danger, girl. And, and, and so, like, we were about to leave. And so I was just like, listen, we're going to go. Are you going to be okay? Do you want to stay with them? And she's like, no. And I'm like, all right, you need to come with us. And so she's just like well i don't know and so i was just like no you're coming with us and so these guys are just like i'm like all right you know have a good night you guys thanks for coming to the show she's gonna come with us have a good night and so like they grabbed her arm and they're just like no she's staying here you get very aggro and 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 so like you know and now like don't don't puff up my inner black woman. Like, don't do that. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't and, mean to laugh. But, like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, and I'm like, she's coming with us. No. And and there's, oh, no, she's having a good time. I'm like, I'm like, honey, let her go. She's coming. And so there were, and so I just literally, like, took the guy's arm off her hand, like, her, like, his hand off her arm. And I was just like. She's coming with us. And I'm like, bye. And they're like, but we bought her a drink. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like, she's coming. And they're just like, and they were just so, like, aggressive with it. And it it was just like, how, like, aside from the fact that you're, like, some, like, hillbilly trying to put someone in your basement, how do you think that, like... Real people are going to like accept this, like you know what I mean. But it, just, I don't even—I th- don't even I don't, think they go there they because don't think of. I don't. They I, don't. I think they have fetishize. Fetishize. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're there. You're there. Fetishize the situation so much that they don't necessarily see how creepy is, they are. See well, they don't. As real people. They only. Well, because yeah, it, it it transcends a gender like binary for them because you could be the most outlandish drag queen who's not even trying to look feminine per se and mm-hmm. just the fact that it's somebody who i guess in this regard i guess it kind of does fall under some weird gender binary because it's like you're a, like they're turned on by the fact that by there's the a dude yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but and so it's it, i don't know if it's uh, a tapping into a taboo factor if it's a psychological thing in general but it's and the reason i go to psychological is because across the board I'm any chaser that I've ever like encountered. It's very much so the same mo, same like logic, same quotes. Even like it's wait, what's the quote? It's just like the same kind of like luring tactics. Like even last night, like before I I was like literally trying to close out my my tab at the bar, and there's just some dude who like typically you see the same kind of people and you can glean when someone's a fresh face and doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily belong there. It was like. Not an older dude, but I'd say probably like in his 40s, give or take. Right. Just someone who didn't clearly know the scene whatsoever. And I'm just there and he's like up, hunched up on the bar like this, facing away from the bar. And as I'm like clearing out, he's like, hey, so I have a question. And I'm like, what's up? And I've just kind of like learned to like play coy, but assertively coy. And um, he was like, so what's a guy like me got to do to talk to a girl like you? And it's like. You just like talk to me if like you really want to have a conversation, but like if you like if there's like a sexual connotation to it, because I see where it's going, right? Um, I was like, and you know, I play it nice because I give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, well, I'm a married woman, and <laughs> just you know, kind yeah. of like let it roll off, like wait for my credit card to come back, yeah, and sign <laughs> off. And then he's like, well, if you weren't married, then what? Like, what would I? D-? And it's like, 
that's not the point of the conversation here. Like I, like I, I knew. I, you, I just shut right, you down, right? Like I, I knew that. from the jump where it was gonna come from. Yeah, and you were still. And I reflected you, and you don't care. Well, and then it even went well, to well, man. You got to give a definitive no. And well, it has to be very uh, well, I, stern. well, when I said, well, I'm wifed up, and then he was like, well, I, he's like, well, I'm, I bet you keep your man real happy at home, huh? And I was like. <laughs> Yeah, I do, actually. Uh, and then I got my credit card, signed off, and I was like, bye. And then just, like, went outside. Because that's all you can do. Like, right. if you if you sit and entertain it too much, it, it, it can become very, very hostile. I mean, not, not that I'm, like, trans-identifying, but there are so many things where it can go down that route where it's someone who isn't in a situation specifically for, like, love or romance, and it becomes this fetish where it's a man who's... Fetishizing. fetishizing a trans person it, same thing with like a race even you know it, it, right. it all goes down that same route but for trans people specifically who are constantly being murdered it's it's out of these strange bizarre unfounded acts of aggression that don't really have any substantial reasoning behind it and it goes to the worst extent possible because i don't know if it's a repressive thing you know it's it, it gets oh, really no, it's crazy definitely like a latent like you know and i, I i'm i'm not a psychologist but like i can just imagine that like You've got this uh, chaser, mm-hmm. and they see you, and you're living out loud, and you're living the life that they wish they didn't have to cut themselves for. You know what I mean? Totally. And so I think that it's like once they feel like they've admired you, it's just like, well, this is like, well, I fucked it, I gotta kill it. Like, you know what I mean? No, it's, I get it. it. Yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. I, I just, I think that it's a, it's a very because. It, I find that I also, like, I don't have it the same kind of uh, fetishist that a trans person would have, but I definitely have white guys that are, have a fetish for black women. Totally. And so, you know, it's just like, you get that, like, I've definitely had, like, one of those things where it's just like, oh, call me your slave. Like, you <gasps> know what I mean? Like, wow. yeah, I've had no. that. Yeah, I've, I've had that. And it's just like, I'm your little bitch, I'm your dirty whore. Like, it's so... Like I, uh, granted, I'm I'm not a a, a trans woman, right. but being a black woman, I've definitely been in a situation where like you meet this person, they seem cool. You might have even been on like like four or five dates with them, and then they get and, comfortable, and then they and and then they start acting a fool, like, and mm. you're just like, whoa, mm. wh- what is this? I think that what happens with um with these chasers specific like with drag queens and trans people is that these are people that are blurring the gender lines that these men or mm-hmm. the, these chasers are so you know close to so now when somebody does that it go it, it for them it falls into a sexual place mm-hmm. so they feel like they're entitled and that the person is putting themselves in that position because they want to be fetishized mm-hmm. and like grabbed on kind of you no, know I, like, no I agree well it's 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 interesting because I've always had respect for women but drag has given me a much different perspective introspective if you will it's it's very interesting to go through like in a very specific hour window of you know like midnight to 4 a.m. but it's like damn you guys really have it fucking tough like aside from like having to wear heels or like or having an expectation to wear like specific things it's like 
there are people just hounding women and I can't, I, I really can't fathom <laughs> what, like, outside of a bar scenario for myself, you know, it's like, right. it's very strange because, I mean, I've had, like, day drag situations where, like, I'm on the sidewalk in full, whatever, full regalia, and I, 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 I'm catcalled, but mockingly, and that fucking annoys me. It's not like my feelings hurt, but it's like, so if I were a, a if I really identified as a woman... And this was something that was a daily occurrence, but it was really in more of a sexual tone or an overtly sexual tone that was more so predatory. That would really get to me. It's scary. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, if if because like that's the whole thing. And I feel like a lot of um, especially cisgender men don't mm-hmm. understand is that like being a, a cis. It, it means you're a straight man. Oh. Right? That you define uh, to what you the gender that yeah you the were gender you're born into yeah yeah cis, so cis. yeah so cis like c i s I don't right. know what the like the etymology of that is I, I, yeah. yeah so basically you were born a man you are attracted to women and you identify and, yourself and, as a man. and you identify yourself as a, a, a man and a straight man but it, I don't it's not exclusionary not to just straight, straight. no okay. so like I'm a cisgendered gay man. Like, I don't identify outside of being male. Okay. Whereas you can have someone who's gender fluid, trans. Okay. You can have cis female, obviously. So it goes both ways. But basically... thank you for correcting me. No, no, no. No problem. I'm sorry. Not to, like, jump... No, (laughs) no, no. I, I, you know, I I love learning new things. Totally. I mean, it's new for me. I literally am just learning. So when does this term... It's probably, like, a couple years old. It's been around for a while, but I've only recently started hearing it come up in, like, common... Yeah, in common language recently. Yeah. I'm recently? sure it's... I've never heard I mean, it. because the, the opposite of mm-hmm. transsexual, it's uh, like the a- antonym to, mm-hmm. like, say, grammat- grammatically, yeah, grammatically yeah. would be cisgender. Mm-hmm. So I think oh. it... Yeah, I think that, I think that's like, a, I think that's logical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just never heard it before. It. Yeah, like, it's it's yeah. pretty fresh. I would say. Okay. I think I think just kind of given again that like socio political climate. I think right. with the uprise of trans activism and all that entails that I think there's been that dialogue that's now been opened up to really bring right. that more to a common language. And right. and abs- like I'm and absolutely I'm trying to you know I'm an old bitch but I'm trying to adapt and learn and you know what I mean, but like. I I feel like I uh, I think that a lot of quote unquote cisgender males don't understand the fact that like literally as a, a, a woman like any day of your life you literally just feel like your entire day is made up of avoiding rape like you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's it's just kind of like. Especially if you're like a a performer, like a night performer like Mm -hmm. myself, you know, and I'm not even, I can't even imagine the, um, I can't imagine what like a sex worker goes through, you know what I mean? I really can't imagine that. Because like, I, I feel like I'm a regular girl and like, I don't necessarily... I don't try to like over sexify myself or anything like that. Mm. Like, you know, this bitch got double D's. I'm not trying to flash them. And so like, you know, but I can't imagine like putting yourself in such a vulnerable situation to sustain yourself financially mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. day after day. And 
Um, I think that a lot of guys don't understand that, like, you literally feel like your entire day is, like, avoiding a rape. Like, you you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just like, oh, I'm going into the subway. It's 1030. That weird guy is looking at me. Yeah, the Uh, car's a little more empty at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, let me go over here. This lady looks like a nice lady. That guy looks like he's got a kid. Like, you're just, like, literally trying to find situations where you're um, trying to protect yourself from an attack. Totally. And I, I don't think that a lot of people, especially male people that identify as... I'm going to say at this particular point, heterosexual cisgender, because you might be cisgender, but you're also um, perform in in drag. Mm -hmm. So I think that you kind of understand that um, having that coat of femininity Mm -hmm. on you Mm -hmm. um, in the late nights and the the devil hours Mm -hmm. where people are just kind of um, hunting. So so hunty. Yeah. Right. You, You know what I mean? It's just like, because, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm not saying that the bitch, this bitch can't go out in a miniskirt and fucking hair and makeup and, like, fucking do her shit. But at the same time, I know that when I'm going out that way, like, I need to be rolling deep because, There's like, an awareness that you need to have. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think that the difference between, like, you know, you growing up as a... I, a cisgendered male because like mm-hmm. I, I just literally found out like two seconds ago that you can like, you know mm-hmm. but like and, and the difference of me growing up as being a, a cisgendered woman and like I literally have like you know gone to uh, all girls school from like 6th grade to 12th is that uh there is that that time of day that is so um, precarious. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And and it feels like oh well, that seems stupid. But like I feel like the witching hours are from like nine p.m. to like five a.m. Totally. And you, it doesn't matter what you're wearing. It doesn't matter where you were. None of that shit matters. Mm-hmm. It's just you're in the wrong place at the wrong time having the wrong face yeah yeah you know what i mean yeah because it's 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 neither here nor there i mean obviously nobody's asking for anything regardless of how they're presenting exactly but it's it's just unfortunate it's just it's that circumstantially based like nightmare situation you know Mm -hmm. it's it's i mean uh, the best you can do like you said is just have that mentality unfortunately of where you're doing character analysis the entire time and you have to be perched on your fear uh, in order right. to survive you know isn't that everyone at night time though you know what but i feel like at you're gonna... I'm very worried about shit too and i don't let people get in a certain range with me but i feel like you're gonna walk into the night a different way than i'm gonna walk into the night i feel like people will have a different perception though in general, I think someone will view a woman based on societal conditioning, thinking that's someone who is more vulnerable, that's someone who can be taken advantage of. Whereas if someone could potentially see a 
well-built, muscular-looking dude at night on the sidewalk. And be like, mm, maybe not going to fuck with this guy. I might have a black eye or Those two. are people that get shot, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, all right, he's in shape, but I'll shoot that motherfucker. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> just nighttime, like just you. nothing good happens at night. <laughs> nothing is what I'm saying. No, 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 no it's yeah. true. Protect yourself. My each mom's right. Like, keep your ass at home. Nothing, nothing good happens after midnight. Right. Yes. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well, um... It's ironic because that's how a lot of the people die in the movies because they lack that sense of... That street sense. <laughs> yeah, because they're lured into the situation with a, with a very handsome person that turns out he's a killer. Um, and in, in that way, in the movie in a lot of ways um, explores how queer people and people of our like very marginalized communities how we have to cope with that and how mm-hmm. we are how, how strong we are as a community and how you know together like not going back to what before when you asked about politics like yeah a while ago you know it it really is about that it's about standing uh, standing up and yeah. you know, holding your ground and saying you know i we all we all do have each other's backs. There's a tenacity. Yeah, there's a tenacity in the community that you can't deny, and we do all have each other's backs, like straight and gay allies, you know, and all all of that. That's the one thing that I I think is really cool about the film. Also, is because of the fact that it's such an intimately produced project. Like it brought on so many faces that are part of like our family, our community. It is a very like I stress it a very family oriented nightlife community especially out in brooklyn and there's a whole other dichotomy between brooklyn and manhattan that i won't even get into right. but brooklyn specifically <laughs> um it's just it's a different world like i've i've traveled and seen different forms of nightlife and i've experienced different sides of nightlife even here in the city alone and nothing has made me feel as much of a sense of belonging of friendship uh it's it's not fair weathered it's like you know you see the same people you get these are your bottom bitches oh down like people like like i've only known probably 99 percent of them in the context of nightlife but that's the family thing it's like even if i'm not working like we all just know like that's the watering hall or that's the cheers you know like we all right. go hang out recreation but that's where you get to like l- like learn about thy fellow like man or woman or anyone in right. between it's it's just cool like that so and that culture is what the movie celebrates yeah right. it's it's yeah. it's cool to see that something that is uh so precious and near and dear to like both him and i and something that can be related to to anybody in our community specifically get it I guess put under a microscope and then have a cool twist to it. You know, right. it's, it's neat to have something that's so niche. It's like a martini with a twist alarm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's actually not so bad. Maybe I'll try that. Is that a recommendation? I is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it after the show. Um, I, I'm getting the bitch get off the mic uh, hand. Uh, <laughs> so uh, before we go, though, Jose, where can everyone uh, follow you on your? Uh, social media when can they hear information about the film um, well so we just finished shooting um, half of the movie and we're ready to go into the second round so today we launched the tra- the first trailer the 30 second teaser is it really is cool, cool. Um, so go to killerunicornfilm.com um, thank you um, yeah so killerunicornfilm.com 
And then you can watch the trailer. And today we also just launched a second round of an Indiegogo campaign to help us raise funds to, you know, finish helping off the people. So go there. And on Facebook is Killer Unicorn. And on Instagram, Killer Unicorn Film. Um, and that's it because I don't care about my own personal okay. Instagram. <laughs> Bible Girl, boo, where can everyone see you on social media? When are your next shows? Um, well, so as far as shows go, I'll gladly plug the charity party. Uh, that's every second Thursday of each month. Uh, and you can find it at Macri Park in, is that considered Williamsburg? Yeah. Okay, so in Williamsburg, Macri Park. <laughs> um, and the show starts, well, doors open for the party around like 10 or so. And shows are pretty fluid, but shows happen. And we have raffles and cool stuff, so come through and supporting a good cause. All proceeds that are made through the show do go directly to the foundations and organizations that we are having represented per month. Um, and then you can find me anywhere on social media uh, with a simple search of Bible Girl 666, all one word. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Cross. Uh, laugh at first sight.com. Site is spelled S I T E. You can catch Big Talking Brewskies every single Friday night from 6 to 8 o'clock here at FLO Empire Radio on January the 20th, Inauguration Day, the beginning of the end. We will be having. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> fun. This is going to come and shut you down, girl. Listen, I'll call you guys. I'm going to be down in DC for that, so I'll call you guys. Are you going to be yeah. there? From DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah call sure. us. Uh, so, uh, January 20th, we're having a special edition of Fashionably Funny at Broadway Comedy Club. It's called. Um, it is called Politically Incorrect. The inauguration edition, and we have a ton of political comics and writers. We've got uh, writers from SNL, um, Triumph the the uh, Triumph the Dog from the election series. We've got writers from Comedy Central and NBC and a bunch of TV shows, and everybody is going to be doing their best political and Trump material so that we can cry and hug together. And, uh, you know, be good to yourselves, be good to your other, your others, uh, basically. And if you voted for Trump, go fuck yourself. Have a <laughs> great night, you guys. Good Happy night. Friday. Good we night. love you. Bye. Bye. Yeah, big talking brewskis. Marissa Smith is who you see. What a cooler combo in here. Crack a cold one, we're on the air. Big talking brewskis. Marissa Smith is who you see. What a cooler combo in here. Crack a cold one, we're on the air. Kicking back, having a few beers, we're chatting. Pull up your chair, we're all relaxing. Any subject, we never dismiss. Big talking brewskis with Marissa Smith. Comedy, sex, relationships, more. Any subject, we got it in store. Big talking brewskis is coming in live. Crack when no bin, Marissa has arrived. Big talking brewskis with Marissa Smith. Yeah.